Welcome to MVP. We are Sports Illustrated. Charlotte Wilder. And Jessica Smetana. And this is the Most Valuable pod- pro- Podcast. <laughs> Brought to you by the Most Valuable po- pod- pro- Podcasters. <laughs> that's cattle. That's for our agro facts. Oh, yeah. I was you're, just, you're right. I was making a, you know, a through line for the show. <laughs> you did a really good job. Thank you, Jess. Um, well, we have a great show for you today. First, we have to mention one thing, is that uh, the hot dogs we made with the Diamondbacks appear to have blessed the Diamondbacks and cursed both of the teams that we both like. Yeah, I went to the Cubs game on Saturday, and the Diamondbacks won 6-0. to zero. And if you remember from a few weeks ago, the Diamondbacks crushed the Red Sox. Well, the Cubs ended up winning the series, just so you know. The okay. Cubs had a better record than the Red Sox did against the Diamondbacks. Either way, we, we cursed one hundred percent. We cursed our own teams. Or, or we could look at it on a more positive note, which is that we definitely blessed Arizona. We did. I'm taking full credit for this. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't go through the hot dog wars for nothing. <laughs> this week we have a lot to talk about. I am psyched about this show, especially. I mean, I always love segments, but we have some like the agro, great segments. The agro fact we have for this week makes me more excited than I've been about anything in a long time. Yes, it's an exciting broadcast. <laughs> a really good broadcast. So we're going to start with some NFL draft predictions, go on to NHL and NBA playoff news. Uh, Russell Wilson is being lame again, which what else Shocker. is new? Gronk broke the Lombardi Trophy. Uh, Zeke Elliott got a really bad tattoo. And Darren Ravel got dunked on again. Yep, and in segments we have a recap of our trip to Chicago, which a lot of you were following along on social media and seemed very excited about. Um, we have an agrofax, like Charlotte mentioned, an underrated. We are canceling Danny Amendola's Instagram account. We have another Patriot of the Week and a Game of Thrones recap. And, of course, Mike Trout Fan Club. Yeah, oh, we have a really good Mike Trout Fan Club this week. Also, we uh, may have a very special guest for you guys. We may or we may not. Well, you know, you never know. You live and learn. So if we do, stay tuned. If, if we don't... <laughs> stay tuned anyway. Stay tuned anyways. <laughs> all right, let's start with the draft, Jess. First of all, oh, before we get into this, uh, we, Most Valuable Podcast, will be on... Sports Illustrated's live draft show tomorrow night. Yes, we will be. And we're going to go to a bar. We're going to Triona's in yes. the West Village. So if you're in New York, come hang out with us. I guess when you're listening to this, if you're listening on Thursday, it's tonight. So right. come hang out tonight. Come hang out when we're going to do some NFL draft show things. Yeah, we're going to talk to fans and um, get reactions from picks and, you know. Maybe drink some Tito's. I never, never say never. <laughs> uh, but first of all, what is your, what's your biggest prediction for this year's draft? Um, okay, so here's the thing about the draft. I love it. It's my favorite night of the year, I think. Really? Well, the thing about the draft that I love is that no one really loses or, or wins. And you do, but you don't know that you do till months later when your <laughs> pick is a bust. So it's a fun night, and there's football, and there's lots of fun football players and things happening and coaches and weird stuff going on. And you don't ever leave with the crushing, you know, stress and disappointment factor that you do. And and this is from a Steelers fan. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of a team that, uh, you know, always fucks up the draft, mm-hmm. I'm sorry you don't agree with this take. But from my perspective, it's always kind of a fun time. I think that's a that's a great take. I actually hadn't thought of it that way. It's it's a fun way to have football without having to have the immediate crushing defeat that half of the people watching will feel. Right. I like that. Um, I what I like about the draft the most is that something unpredictable always happens. Whether it's like something terrible, like the Laramie Tunsil gas mask video, or you know that was crazy. It was. We will never ever 
nothing will ever top that. No. So whether it's something like that or, you know, just someone doing something funny or like, you know, the fans booing Goodell at a, at a time where you don't think they're going to boo him that hard. I, eh, there's always, always something him. that like really excites me and gets like there, there, there's always something you can't predict. And that is what I love about the draft. Even as much as you think you've got everything mapped out, like, um, my prediction this year is that so last year they had the parrot make the Bucks pick, but the parrot didn't actually make the pick. Like wait, the guy wait. carrying the parrot did apparently. Sorry, I can't remember what it was happened. in like the fourth or fifth round. No, it was who like, who did did the the Bucks had the parrot pick? Yeah, the team itself had had the parrot do this. It wasn't like a media thing that had it. No, the the team like you know teams pick like special right, right, right. like last year Ryan, Ryan Shazier did the Steelers first pick. Right, so they had this parrot. I think it was like a, a pirate thing. Yeah. Like they wanted a parrot. I don't know. But the parrot didn't actually make the pick. Like you'd think they would teach the parrot to say the name of the pick. Right. But apparently they didn't. Um, this was like in the last round. So like no one even really saw it, but it was kind of an outrage. So I I predict this year there will be a successful animal related pick. Okay. Maybe like a, a dog will carry the, the name out to a person and they will pick it up and read it. That would be a great idea. Something like that. I think we're we're in a we're in a um, a dog friendly period in entertainment where <laughs> uh, you know dogs are in every commercial. Yep, they're in all these Netflix shows and movies, TV shows. The doggest There's, is the biggest Instagram account out there. Yes, and my other prediction. Yep, there will be some type of Game of Thrones related pick. Oh yeah, that's a no brainer. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Um, Something that I really look forward to on draft night is when you get sort of the clash of college football media and NFL media. Oh yes! Like we're gonna get some, we're gonna get some college football writers be like, "Oh, you guys have been sleeping on this player for," and NFL guys being like, "Welcome to the big leagues." You know, like there's hate- always this incredible <sighs> mesh where people, like, no matter what, when college football and NFL collide in any of these moments you get these people who are posturing and being like my sport's better or like my yeah, league's better my least favorite take on twitter is the obsessed college football fan being like we told you about ed oliver three years ago where have you been and it's like okay right. we get it you watch a lot of college football right, it's like congratulations on the football that you watch right. as opposed to the football that this guy watches right like okay we're we're all on the same team here which is that football yay <laughs> right. like let's not be let's it's like a hip the college football fan like media sometimes can be like hipsters they're like oh we knew about him first huh totally right you once you once made my favorite joke ever where you were like oh you're like baker mayfield named three of his songs that's still like one (laughs) of the funniest things i've ever heard god but anyways i don't know i do think kyler murray will get picked first by the cardinals so i was thinking about this this morning i everyone keeps saying like 99.9 percent sure that he's gonna get picked yeah that's what mel kuyper has been saying right i feel like it's I want to say yes because it seems so obvious and it seems like Arizona is going to be like, hey, we trust Cliff Kingsbury. Like, go get your man, you know? But I feel like it's almost too sure of a thing at this point that I actually don't think it's going to happen. I've done like a, a 180. That's what they want. That's what they want you to do. I'm I am 100 percent the You're sucker for, for the yeah 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 like <laughs> if I were if I worked for a team I would just j- absolutely fuck up my entire team's draft because I would be I would be the one who believes the head games of the reverse psychology <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what do you think uh, we'll probably get picked by the Cardinals I feel like they've where there's smoke there's usually fire you yeah know? but also if he doesn't I don't know who I don't know this is a weird dra- quarterback draft like everyone loves. Uh, Drew Locke or Dan- Daniel Jones and Drew Locke, who both were like 
fine in college. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I would want either of them to be my franchise quarterback. I'm Daniel gonna... Jones had a not great season, but granted, he played for Duke, and everyone on Duke is not good. Right. But I don't know. It, there's always these guys that come out of nowhere, and they're like, oh, the Giants are really high on Daniel Jones now. They might pick him to be the successor to Eli Manning, and I'm like, they can go for it. That's <laughs> I, I, That one surprises me. I was like, okay. There's, I mean, a, there's always these guys, though, and I'm just like, ugh. I think last year spoiled us. Last year's quarterback draft where, you know, what was it, four in the top ten? Yeah. I mean, that was incredible. Like, the excitement around that, the buildup, I was so enthralled. The year before, too, was pretty good with Mahomes, Watson. Right. There was a lot of good quarterbacks in that draft. So This year, there's not that many, and so that's why guys like Daniel Jones and Drew Locke are getting, like, first-round attention. And I think that we got spoiled by the past two amazing quarterback drafts, and now everyone's trying to take these quarterbacks, and we're like, well, okay. Uh, I have a take, mm. which is that if I'm Josh Rosen and the Cardinals, I hope that they take Kyler Murray and get rid of me, and then I can, like, if Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray flame out, I can look at them and be like, ha and if they don't, then I'm, like, no worse off than if I'm second I, fiddle. I just don't understand what, and, like, this is... it's. No, like you're all going to be listening to this probably either Thursday or after the draft has already happened. But if the Cardinals pick another quarterback for the second year in a row and don't pick anyone to make their actual team better, what are they doing? Like what? That is just stupid. I don't. I'm not a GM, but I wouldn't do that. No, but I also, you know, it's the Cardinals, right? Like, well, exactly. <laughs> like I don't. I don't. I agree with you. If you you'd think you'd get some guys who can actually help your quarterback, whoever he is, win a game, like. Right. I don't know. Um, also, Mike Mayock yeah. and John Gruden sent home all of their scouts. Yeah, they they don't trust anyone. And also, Mike Mayock, apparently they've been doing, like, uh, draft drills. They, like, lock him in a room and they're like, all right, it's go time. Like, they're doing, like, situation Seriously? room drills with him. And yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Like, they're they're really, really trying to uh, be ready ready to roll. I mean, they have, like, three first-round right. picks, so I understand. Like, they're going to be busy all night, but it's gonna still be pretty funny. Amazing to see how they managed to Screw mess this one up. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, that's a lot of draft talk. I'm psyched. I love it. Do the Patriots have a first-round pick? Mm-mm. No? No. You think they're going to trade up? No. Maybe. I don't know. I've, see, I've been seeing stuff on Twitter where it's like, this is the most important draft. It's 2006 for the Patriots. But, and I'm like, okay. Why? I, I mean, I think, I don't know. <laughs> They're like, we're we're running out of guys. <laughs> guys. <laughs> Maybe we don't have enough guys. Or like, should we find, I mean, I don't think that our next quarterback is in this draft. So I don't, it doesn't seem like. Yeah, he's in San Francisco. <laughs> Just don't do that to me. I miss Jimmy G. <laughs> Every goddamn day of my life. Speaking of the <laughs> NFC West, Russell Wilson uh, gave his offensive line stock in Amazon as a thank you after he got his contract extension or con- new contract, not an extension, but doesn't yeah, doesn't uh, Amazon stock instead of like a cool fun gift? Literally doesn't get lamer than this. I mean. I, I, on the one hand, it's a much more valuable gift in the long run, assuming Amazon does well and continues to like own the entire world. Yeah, it's a much more valuable and thoughtful gift than, say, a, a Rolex that is going to depreciate in value over time, or you can just okay. lose. Okay, that's that's a good point. I think I'd still rather get like a sick car. <laughs> yeah, but I'm well. Okay, so he gave them twelve thousand right, dollars. So say like you have twelve thousand dollars to yep. spend on thirteen guys. What? do you get them that is 
going to be worth $12,000 and also be a better long-term gift than Amazon stock. I mean, that's true. I just, I can't help but feel that Amazon is the lamest stock. It's the most basic, it's like is the it pumpkin spice lattes of stocks. Is it because it's Seattle? Oh. I feel like that yeah, might be part of it. You're right. Okay. I mean, like, all again, it's it's Russell Wilson. Like, nothing he does is, it's not stupid it's just not super cool. That's the f- exactly right. It's it's a it's a pretty good gift, right? But it's just not f- like Russell Wilson's not f- flashy, and you know he's not out right. here giving like the brand new whatever. Like he's like oh oh stocks. I think my Those feeling stocks right, bonds. right right. Like, I think sure. I, I guess. I think my feeling about it is that like if I'm one of his alignment, I could probably put twelve thousand dollars of my own money into Amazon stock. I would love like a flashy gift. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like you want a gift of something that you would never get for yourself. That's yes. I think the best gifts are things that you want but you'll never you'll never get for yourself. Exactly. Like like a flashy watch or flashy shoes or a flashy car, whatever. Not that you can buy a car with twelve thousand dollars, but or still. like a six set of golf clubs. Yeah. But like That's what I would have gotten my own. <laughs> and they'd be like, We don't golf and I'd be like, Well, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. This is like in terms of uh it's like the you don't want someone to get you a gift that's like, oh, I'm like your uh, your godfather and I'm looking out for your future. Like, ah, come on, exactly. dude. I can financially plan for my own future. This is like the socks at Christmas of I just signed a huge contract <laughs> gift. Man, it's a little better than socks. Here's a question $12, for you. $12,000 socks. <laughs> But they will never get holes in them. <laughs> also, what if there's a recession in two years and Amazon stock just plummets? That's what I mean. Then you this know, gift is really worth it. Bit nothing. of a gamble. Bit of a gamble. I have a question for you. Do you think the defense is, like, pissed? No, because quarterbacks giving their offensive line gifts is, like, totally... Is that uh, it's enough a of a thing? It's a thing, yeah. That's, I feel like I'm petty enough that if I were <laughs> playing defense for the Seahawks, why would they? Like, why would Russ give them a gift? Because well, they're still part of the game, you know. Like defense well, wins he, championships, Jess. Wouldn't he give his like running backs or wide receivers a gift before he'd give the defense a gift? Yeah, but I'm like whole team or bust. You just got 140 He's million dollars. Not going to give twelve thousand dollars to every player on the 53 man roster. That's a good point, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Charlotte. I disagree. Okay. Fair. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Uh, Speaking of valuable things, Gronk broke the Lombardi trophy because he was at a Sox game and the Pats are throwing out the first pitch. It was Patriots Day in Boston, best day of the year, Marathon Monday. And uh, Edelman threw a pitch to him and Gronk had the trophy and used it as a baseball bat and actually made contact and dented the football on top of the trophy. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Okay. I'll be honest. I was conflicted at first. At first, I was a little pissed. I was like, you, I was like, I was like, well, I was like, you just dented this beautiful trophy. And then I like thought about it, and I was like, I love this because it's forever dented by Gronk's dumbness on his last. His, it was like his last Gronky thing for the team before he rides off into the sunset and then comes back in a year after he's not playing football. Right. I feel like it makes the trophy a thousand times more valuable. It's like this totally is the tro- like it's, this trophy is going to end up in Canton. Like it's going to be like this is the trophy that Rob Gronkowski dented at Fenway exactly. Park. Like it's it's a shock to me that he hasn't dented a trophy before <laughs> this. I guess that was kind of like it's like you know you hear stories about like the Stanley Cup and all these trophies, Lombardi trophies, um, the Commissioner's Trophy. Like players will have them and then something will break and then they'll try to cover it up and it'll be like a whole thing right but this is the first like outwardly broken like they couldn't they they couldn't hide it like this is 
it's fucked beyond repair. There's a baseball-sized dent right. in the football. Right. And I was just surprised that this is the first time that, A, this has happened in a really recognizable and noticeable way, and B, it's the first time Gronk has damaged a Lombardi trophy so that have, we know of. I have a conspiracy theory. Yes. What if Gronk is actually a lot smarter than we think, and he and Edelman plan this whole thing where he's like, look, I'm going to leave a lasting mark on this thing. I don't know. If, I don't know. That requires an amount of forward thinking and planning that I'm not sure if Rob Gronkowski I just wonder, what of? if his entire career of dumbness has been leading up to this one moment as a cover for leaving his final mark? He acted like a dumbass for 10 years yes. so that he could dent the, the Lombardi trophy and get away with it. Makes you think. What if a guy who everyone hates dents the trophy, then what happens? Oh. Like, this is funny because Gronk did it, but imagine if, like, I don't know. Vonda's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> He's not on the Patriots, but yeah. sure, yeah. Plus, it's the first, like, hated player <laughs> that came to I don't know who even is hated on the Patriots. I feel like you all love they're not allowed to. They're not allowed to say enough to be hated. Like, they don't get, they don't get enough <laughs> yeah, media. Yeah, that's to, true. Belichick's like, shut the fuck up before people hate you. Um, that's actually a good question, though. I think no matter what, if a team wins, fans are going to be okay with it. I think that if a different player... Yeah. But, I mean, the fact that it was Gronk leaves no... Everyone right. loved it. Right. Um, one more... Actually, we have a few more football things, but uh, Zeke Elliott yeah. got a tattoo of his face on his calf. Yes, I saw this. Um my first reaction was that the tattoo looks like Ed Reed. <laughs> and I was like, are you sure that it's an Ezekiel Elliott? Well, like TMZ Sports was like, Ezekiel Elliott will never forget what he looked like when he dominated the NFL because he got a picture of himself tattooed on his leg. And I clicked on the picture and I'm like, are you? Are they sure that this is of himself and not of someone else? Because it doesn't look like him. Also, there are no pupils or like, like his eyes are not. I noticed that Something's too. wrong with the eyes in it? He has dead eyes in that tattoo of himself. Brandon's looking up the tattoo. Brandon, what are your thoughts on this tattoo? He looks like a spooky version of himself. Like he looks like he's strung out on drugs or something. <laughs> he got it. He got like a ghost version of Zeke Elliott. Tat- oh my God. <laughs> right, His he looks eyes like, are just white. Well, it looks like in, in Game of Thrones when Bran like wargs into a, another animal, his eyes roll back into his head. You don't get this reference, but everyone out there. No, but I've seen people's might. eyes roll back into their head before, so I can. Well, I can. yeah, but like this is a specific. Oh, thing. sorry, a specific That's, eye roll. Yeah, it looks like Ed Reed. I'm sorry, that looks like Ed Reed. Does it, it not look like Ed Reed? Uh, the strung out crackhead version. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my question about this tattoo, I can't compete with that description. So I'm gonna ask. Here is. Is this the most narcissistic tattoo you could possibly get your face on your body? Yeah. What else, like the only other thing that I was thinking that would <laughs> yes. come close is if he had gotten like Elliot tattooed on his back with his number, so it's like he's always wearing his jersey. I've seen I've seen like numerous college football players with their name and number tattooed of, like somewhere on them. So like that, I don't think that's like the most narcissistic. I think the your the, face is about as bad as I it think gets. the problem with this is that if you get older and become less attractive <laughs> it's kind of awkward because people are going to see your tattoo and be like oh what happened to that guy like there, there's a constant reminder of how young and hot you used to be and i just think that that's a bad that's a bad look that's a great point it's hard to come back from that yeah can i tell you about the the most insane tattoo i ever saw yeah i was in well it's not really the most insane but it was really weird i was in 
covering a NASCAR race in Tennessee. Oh God, I don't, it was, I don't it know was, where this is going to go. It was the Bristol night race and I was in a field. It was the night before and they had some concert and dirt bikes and people were doing whatever they do. I don't know. And everyone was getting drunk and the sun was going down and I was starting to be like, I think I should probably leave as a woman here by myself. Definitely. One dude takes off his shirt. He's wearing like the Bud Light beer hat made out of the 30 rack and he takes off his shirt and he has a Ford diesel the size of an eight by 11 and a half like size piece of computer paper just tattooed on his back. What does it say? Ford diesel, like the, the logo of Ford diesel, like the kind of thing you see. Why? I don't know. I just, I can't stop thinking about it. Like it is seared into my brain. I I thought he was wearing a t-shirt with the logo on it and it was just his back. I saw a pretty bad tattoo once at a Notre Dame tailgate. Oh no. What was it? Guy completely bald had, um, the administration building, like the main building, Golden Dome, <laughs> tattooed on the back of his bald head. Stop All it. in color. And like all down his neck. And it was all... I have a picture of it on my phone. I can show it to you later. Oh. It was the most... Ins- I immediately whipped out my phone. I was like, I gotta take a picture. Like, no one's gonna believe this shit. That is... It was insane. Yeah. That's weirder than the... For- Not weirder. It's just more intense. It was a that's super the most intense. detailed, super detailed tattoo. Also, that's got to hurt so much. Yeah, on your bald head. Oh my oh, god. god! I mean, I don't have any tattoos, so I don't know how much they hurt as it is. But I can imagine the head scalp? probably doesn't really bad. Anyways, also, also bad. Oh, yes. Darren Ravel's tweets. Oh yeah. Good segue. <laughs> Thank you. Good segue. Um, Darren Ravel. So okay, LSU gymnastics. They were the runner runners up in the NCAA gymnastics like championship, whatever. So they have this billboard that says um, NCAA runners up or national runner up LSU, and it's a picture of all the women gymnasts with their trophy. It's a really sweet picture. Yeah, and it's cute. It's just like a cute billboard. So, anyways, LSU gymnastics tweeted a picture of it and said, "Thank you, Baton Rouge," and Darren Ravel quote tweeted it. Isn't Baton Rouge? Baton Rouge. Oh. I think if you say it French, it's Baton Rouge. Okay. I guess Baton Rouge if you're, like, American, which I guess we are. I like Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Let's just say it French from now on. Darren Ravel, if you don't know, is, like, a... He's just an annoying guy on Twitter. That's all I'll give him credit for. <laughs> um, so he, he quote-tweeted and was like, No, you can't put up a billboard for coming in second. And people were just like... He got ratioed pretty quickly. The responses to this are some of the funniest things I've ever seen because everyone just yeah. starts calling him by the wrong name. Some person, one Sarah Finnegan. Um, she's, I think she's a gymnast on the LSU gymnastics team. And she responded, I'm not even going to entertain you, Dan, Derek, David, Dickie, whatever your name is. Queens don't look down. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of LSU gymnasts quote tweeted him. Like one girl said, sounds like someone was runner up in their Easter egg hunt. There's always next year, Dave. <laughs> Okay, I think I've said this before in the podcast that I think the low, the like low key best way to flame someone is call them like a slightly wrong version right. of their name. I love this. Like if I was like, all right, Carol, to something you tweeted. Yeah, or like, okay, Charlene, <laughs> Charlene, that's a good one. Right, like, okay, Jackie. <laughs> like I think this is one. truly like the best thing, and so I loved seeing that that they took that route to flame him. But can you uh, can you read us his response? What he because he um, he did respond, but not did. to apologize. He did respond. So first, someone said, um, "Darren, like this, you didn't have to do this or something." And he responded and said, "I did it for the sake of my children." He he said that he did it. He tweeted this for his children, which, mm, which I, his I kids can't... were probably like, "Dad, goddamn, like, <laughs> <laughs> come on, dad." I also 
don't even like I've actually been trying to think about what he could have meant. I know what then. he meant. What I know did he mean? He he was trying to get in the like no participation trophies. Like, oh, you know, I'm raising winners. Right. Like there's no pride in second. You should never like the participation trophies are ruining America. That kind of thing. But instead, it was just like he's being an asshole. Well, the best part is someone, when he says, you know, he tweets the initial, no, you can't put up a billboard for coming in second, and someone replied to him with a picture of one of his own tweets that said, my story on Joe (laughs) Flacco's post-contract McDonald's meal was the second most read ESPN headline story yesterday. Yeah. So, So there was that, and then... People were responding, so apparently he ran the Chicago Marathon and came in like twenty twenty one thousand and like sixty first. Like he was the twenty first thousandth person to finish. And Nike gold plated his running shoes or something. And someone tweeted at him and was like, "The guy's saying second best in the nation. LSU doesn't deserve a billboard. He placed twenty one thousand four hundred sixty third in a marathon and got the shoes he ran and it plated gold." And then Darren Ravel responded and was like, "I didn't do that. Nike did it for me." And I'm like, "So they just came to your." house in the dead of night broke in stole the shoes you ran your marathon in without your consent and gold plated them without telling you what they were doing and that's your cover that's your cover story well jess listen when i when i uh you know some of my media credentials the people just come in and coat them in gold they find them in my house and it was just so then his his the next day he tweeted um what an incredible platform this is that allows people to passionately express how they feel about topics and issues and debate those takes no matter where or who you are. Today was a great example. Like, you love Twitter when everyone's patting you on the back for your tweets about how much money, like, Coca-Cola is making when Christine Blassie Ford's drinking it at a Senate hearing. But you hate Twitter when everyone's blasting you for shitting on a gymnastics team like i'm sorry the gymnastics community is going through a rough patch darren fucking lay off man right lay the fuck off i just don't understand how this is the hill he chooses the weirdest hills to die on repeatedly and then he really dies on them like some people will you know maybe like trudge down the hill a little bit or you know lie down he stands tall and just falls on his sword on that hill and it happened to be a gymnastics billboard and i would i would feel bad just sort of continually dunking in Darren Ravel's tweets, but I don't. Well, no, because he has 2 he's, million followers. Like, and, he's fine. And he keeps doing this. Right. He doesn't learn ever. So um, we're going to keep calling him out because it's also just tremendous. I feel bad for Darren Ravel, but this is tremendous content. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, um, so the WNBA and CBS reached a deal. Yeah, we actually got a question about this. Oh, from uh, one of our wonderful MVP VPs? Yeah, Tatooine Tina. Oh, what she, was it? She asked if we thought that this WNBA-CBS deal was progress. So the details of the deal are that CBS Sports, which is the CBS cable network, will broadcast 40 regular regular season WNBA games. Um, and then ESPN carries 20 regular season games and the playoffs. And Twitter and NBA TV kind of have... Not the rest, but like another 20 games each. So basically, WNBA is now going to have 40 more regular season games on cable, which is, I think, progress. Yeah, I'd say this is progress. I think any time that women's sports get more visibility, um, that's a great thing. Yeah. Um, and and I think 50 million homes about get CBS Sports. I don't know if it's in like the basic sports cable package or not, but... Um, yeah, I don't either. Basic cable is one of those things like time and measurements. It's really tough for me to wrap my head around. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's better than like just, you know, I think WNBA League Pass is only like 10 bucks or something and you get every single game, but you can only stream it. And I know that 
a lot of people aren't on the streaming bandwagon yet. So having it on a regular channel like CBS Sports is probably an improvement for a lot of people who get their sports that way. Totally. I think that um, this being in a cable package or in some, you know, I, I, we are millennials who have cut the cord and hate yes. it because, I mean, I, I love still, it. I still be- have a cable subscription. Oh, I don't. I just have like Sling TV. I don't have a cable Not box, sponsored. Um, but yeah, I think this is great. So, you know, let's get let's get more of this. Um, Dabo and Brian Kelly are playing yeah. in a charity golf tournament this weekend. Jess, these are your two guys. This was also a question someone sent us. They were like, who do you have money on, Dabo or Brian Kelly? Honestly, I don't I don't know. I think Brian Kelly is a pretty good golfer. I've heard he's a scratch golfer. And the only thing that is giving me pause is that Dabo lives in South Carolina, mm-hmm. probably gets more chances to golf throughout the year. I have a take. You want to know my take? Yeah. So this is I'm going to walk you through my thought process. Yep. Initially, I thought Dabo. Okay. Just sort of for the same reasons you thought. Um, and then I was like, no, you know what? Actually, I'm going to put my money on Brian Kelly because I feel like he likes golf more. Like Brian Kelly yeah. seems like a real golf guy to me. And then I did a whole 180 back to Dabo because I was like, what if Dabo is pulling his whole little old Clemson thing on us with his golf skills? And he's like, oh, you know, I like he doesn't talk. Maybe he doesn't talk about golf that much. I actually don't know this, but <laughs> I think that he might be fleecing <laughs> us all and just like secretly an incredible golfer. So I'm putting my money on Dabo. I'm uh, OK. Brian Kelly, um, I also saw got invited to golf at Augusta this month. Oh, um, I'm, I'm trying to Google Brian Kelly golf just to see if what we what we get here. I think he golfs in a lot of golf tournaments. Yeah. So I don't know. I have to say maybe Brian Kelly has the edge. But I think you're right. Still think Dabo's going to pull it off. I still think Dabo has that uh, intangible. I'm a I'm a guy who lives in the South. So mm-hmm. I golf like I can go to the driving range at 6 a.m. in a in February and hit some balls. Blow off some steam. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, like South Carolina's not that warm, but still. I wish Jim Nance would narrate this. <laughs> Dude. Wouldn't that be incredible? Jim Nance Jim's, calling Jim's a Dabo had a BK. Big spring. I oh, give the man a Jim week Nance. off. If I could <laughs> <laughs> seriously. Um, you know what's also had a big spring? Uh, you hear about this? Uh, what's up with the uh, NHL playoffs? Oh God, <laughs> I didn't I didn't know where you were going with that and I hated it. Yeah, last Canada night. Canada still sucks at hockey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last night we learned um can't this is why when you put the flames in your bracket and I put Winnipeg in my bracket I knew we were both gonna lose because never ever bet on a Canadian hockey team in the NHL I actually don't know how I thought there was any way shape or form that that could happen quick question what was the last Canadian hockey team to win the Stanley Cup 1993 the Leafs no the Montreal Canadiens right Canadians no the Canucks lost in 2011 and started rioting and literally like burnt cars in the streets (laughs) a Canadian team has never won the NHL NHL Stanley Cup in my entire lifetime that's wild that's 25 years of losing it makes me sad in some I mean I don't really care but I do feel like Canada (laughs) like Canada needs this this is really all they get it they, they win the fucking sports wise they no they win the like olympics and like the world cup of hockey and all the other country hockey things okay. all the time i okay. don't give a shit if a canadian nhl team it's not like there aren't canadian players on the teams that actually win the stanley cups right well that's what's funny is like canada is winning cups for american teams all the time so really canada you can have these wins too 
No, no, they can't. <laughs> they can't have them. They're not yours. They're not yours. You, you can, can have, enjoy them. You can win all the other stupid shit you win. But let America have one thing, which uh, is better NHL teams <laughs> with your players. Um, well, uh, Tuesday night was really eventful. The Bruins won. Still in it. Yeah. Whoa, congrats. I'm very excited about this. Um, but what made me sad was that uh, the Vegas Golden Knights got really screwed. Yeah. They got eliminated uh, because of a five-minute major that was called on a Knights player who cross-checked a Sharks player. Um, normally cross-checking is like a two-minute penalty, but for some reason it was a five-minute major last night, and the Sharks came back and tied the game, and then it went into overtime. And I think that the reason the refs called it that, I mean, the guy's bleeding on the ice, so they were like, oh, it's a fight, but that doesn't mean that the penalty should be worse. Yeah, I think the bleeding on the ice part came from the, like, contact after the cross-check, because he ran yes. into another guy. Yes. After he was, like, already going down. And I hope he's okay. It looked bad. Yeah, it was Joe Pavelski. Um... But afterwards, Jonathan Marshall went on this rant in the locker room where he was like, this is this is fucked up. Like, this is embarrassing. Like, blah, blah, blah. He brought up the Saints of the blown call and <laughs> the, that the refs um, in the last uh, NFL playoffs. And I was just NFL like, yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> that's, that's what that's called. Um, and I was like, you know, Vegas is really learning what it's like to be sports fans. They are. I mean... Yeah, that's a good point. You know? Yeah. Last uh, year they lost the cup and I was there and like all the fans outside were just dejected. And this year, you know, it's like refs blew it. I'm like, welcome to sports fandom. Props to them, though, for even making it back in the playoffs. Because last year when they made it, that Stanley Cup run, everyone was like, they only made it because this team was built for like right now. Mm-hmm. And this team is not going to be successful in the next five years. And then they made it back. Yeah. And that's pretty good. It was awesome. They have a very soft spot in my heart. I would not be surprised if they used this as just like anger to propel them through next season and get back into the playoffs. Like I think they'll be back. I really do. You should go Vegas be, for you the should go be a like Knights coach. <laughs> Charlotte's putting up bill, <laughs> bulletin board material for the I team really that am. she's like not even like really a fan of. <laughs> I know. That's good. I know. Thanks. I uh, I wonder now if they're gonna make penalties reviewable, which I think is like kind of just like do we do we have to just like get better at refing? Yeah, I don't. I'm not a I'm not a make this reviewable guy. I mean, like if you want to, sure. I, I guess I guess it is it is frustrating when a, a blown call changes the outcome that much, but also I don't know. There are so few major penalties, though. I think maybe. Review those ones. And, yes. And then that's it. There you go. We fixed hockey. <laughs> You're welcome. Review the majors. Um, NBA, Damian Lillard had an insane 37-foot buzzer beater for to put the Oklahoma Thunder back in Oklahoma. Well, <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine like, um, I don't know, like, I uh, can't think of a basketball, like Luke, or not Luke Walton, Bill Walton. Like that's like how he like imagine him saying it like that. Like a call, someone someone called the game. I'm like, well, the they're back in Oklahoma. They go. Who even who even does NBA playoff games now? Is it still the Marv Albert? Yeah, it's still like Marv Albert, uh, Mike Breen, the guy that says bang. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kevin Harlan from TNT. Yeah, they still got, you still you, got some old timers. Brandon, yeah. were you up watching this game? I fell asleep. Oh yes, I was, oh. and I was going crazy when Damon hit that three. It was beautiful. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, Marv Albert, he like kind of got involved in some sketchy shit in like the 90s, didn't he? Yeah, I don't think Marv is yes. like, great. B- biting women. Oh. oh. What? 
Anyways, all right. Imagine if Mar- Marv Albert went on the call and was like, "And the <laughs> o- Oklahoma Thunder are uh, going back to Oklahoma." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Dave, he hit the shot and then he waved goodbye. So <laughs> there were some really amazing memes to come out of this. I didn't I didn't yeah. use it because by the time I woke up, it felt like old news, you know. Dude, totally understand. That's a real issue. This Can game- we talk about this for a second? The life cycle of a meme from a big moment in a game. What is your take on it? Well, it just depends. What do you mean? For this one. So for this one, where there's that incredible the, picture the of, of Dame him, him staring at- into the camera with everyone around him. It, it just depends how profound the meme is like the lebron jr smith meme that one the life cycle was longer because it was a very emotive meme this super one, relatable i feel like not a lot of people really know what damian lillard looks like outside of nba fans that's true um i don't know it might be just be a little bit more difficult like lebron james is lebron james so like that lebron meme, james. LeBron, ja- <laughs> lebron james lebron james is gonna you know he's gonna carry that international yes meme stardom power that's a great and people point. that don't watch basketball are going to be like i get this meme because i get lebron james i also think that it kind of depends on how many different uses there are like the the dame meme where he's just staring into the camera as like a you know doubt me one more t-, you know like it, it was a it was only so many things you could use that for yeah whereas the lebron at jr was really usable for any situation yes exactly. Yeah, exactly okay all right that's a good point um, well, anyway, so the Blazers are now America's team, I think. No. <laughs> the Bucs are still America's team? I think the Bucs are still America's team. Okay. Okay. I do th- I do think this makes things very interesting, and I'm excited. Also, if I were a Thunder fan, I'd be pissed. Do you really think the Blazers are going to be able to who, do they play the Rockets in the next round? They play the winner of the Nuggets and Spurs. Oh, never mind. Well, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I think they could do it. Sure. Why know. not? <laughs> it's my basketball analysis. <laughs> sure, why not? Brandon's Jack, like, Fuck Jessica's potato, Michael Scott. <laughs> um, all right, let's head into some unprotected segs. I'm psyched about these. Um, we're going to start with some personal news because we recently had a really incredible trip to Chicago. We did. We um, we had a shoot in Chicago on Monday mm-hmm. with Julie Ertz, which we'll talk more about in a couple weeks. But um, she, Charlotte, she rules. It was really fun. Yeah, Julie Ertz is the shit. Charlotte came to Chicago on Sunday while I was celebrating Easter with my family. So she actually came to my Easter celebration. I did. The she- uh, the little Jewish girl who could. <laughs> I had I first of all shout out to Jess's family thank you so much for having me I had the best time um I finally got to eat your grandmother's famous Easter pie yes which is like a meat and cheese situation which was really as good as it was advertised my family so my family's Italian we call it chaton and I've googled that word and no one knows how to spell it in my family we all spell it differently because there's <laughs> right. no correct spelling I've googled it before with multiple different spellings can't find anyone else who calls it that <laughs> so if you're an Italian family out there and you make like it's like ricotta eggs sausage easter bread this like big thick pie let me know what you call it i'm very curious yeah i would i would actually love to know that too um but my family this was the first year we didn't have a big passover thing for some family reasons and so it was it was special to get to celebrate some sort of spring holiday so thank you um also i had never been to chicago before which is just insane to me well that's it is to me too because i'm it's not like i haven't traveled either 
You know, right. you've been like you've been around the block. You travel a lot for work. Right. But the fact that I had never made it to Chicago is insane. Um, we had a few hours between the time that our shoot wrapped and when our flight was a very l- delayed flight. Yeah. Our flight got super delayed. So we were just sort of which was nice of them to tell us early on. They did. Like we could have gotten to the airport and just sat there forever. That's true. Um, but so we walked around and I loved Chicago, but also we've mentioned this before. Anytime we go to a new city, I, I love every city. Yeah. I have, <laughs> other than Minneapolis, I have yet yeah. to go to a city with you that you weren't like, oh, I love it here. True. You haven't been to St. Louis with me, though. Do you not I, like St. Louis? I don't not like St. Louis. I wasn't super hot. You didn't St. love Louis. it. No, I didn't. I okay. didn't love it. Part of that was because it was one of the first reporting trips for like a big story I ever went on by myself, and I was so nervous that I broke out in hives. Oh no! All over oh, my body. No. So <laughs> that well, probably colors it. Bad memories. But um, you love you loved Nash or uh, Nashville, Phoenix, yep. Yep. L.A., yep. Chicago. <laughs> I really I love. I don't even know where else have we even been. But um, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, we the we have to we have a few questions from Twitter that we're going to run through about Chicago. Um, but first, I do want to say I finally had a Portillo's hot dog. Yes. Jess, it was truly incredible. You've sold it as being really good, and a lot of times when something gets hyped that much, it doesn't deliver. 100% Was deliver. it really that good? Yes. I'm. No, I'm not Don't just saying that. Don't bullshit me. It was incredible. The crunch with the... The, the texture is perfect. The taste is perfect. The slight was a juicy. I have a question though. Yes. Someone on Twitter, when we tweeted the video of me eating it, um, said that they'd never seen someone eat it with the pickle on it before. Yeah. Are you supposed to take that off? I normally do. I think the pickle's like a side thing, but you kind of just went for it. And I was like, who's to deny Charlotte of eating her first Chicago style hot dog with pickle in tow? So I didn't say anything. And props to that person for being very uh, observant. observant. Yeah. I actually, So if you don't know what Charlotte's talking about, I, I when we went to Atlanta, another city you loved, uh, loved. I, video- <laughs> I videotaped Charlotte eating her first Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. chicken san- sandwich. With uh, Chick-fil-A sauce and uh, waffle fries. So good. So I was like, all right, next in the series, got to go to Portillo's. So what do we, oh, I posted a video to my Twitter of that. Tweet us what should be the next thing that I eat. I probably haven't had it. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what the next video is. Very true. Bojang. It's got to be Bojang. Okay, yeah. Also, Pink I haven't had that. Biscuit. Okay. We got to go back to, we got to go to Charlotte. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll get a bunch of pens from the airport that have my name on them. Uh, yeah, but so we went to Portillo's. We walked around Millennium Park. We were in, we drove past Wrigleyville. My dad get, literally gave Charlotte oh. like a 30-minute tour of the city at like on Sunday night at like 10 o'clock at night. It was so magical. It was pretty funny. I was so happy to see Wrigley Field. I'd yes. never seen it before. You saw it at night. You got to come back for a day game. We have to go to a game. I'm so excited to go to go to a game. Um, back to my favorite city, Chicago. Uh, but we got a Sweet bunch of- home. <laughs> Charlotte was like, my- pr- oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, my take on Chicago is that it's really nice and there's always ragtime music playing everywhere. And I was like, that's pretty valid. I literally felt like I was walking around in like the 1860s. I'm like, I'm a robber baron. Hey, here's my ragtime music. Hey, you go down to the bean, see? Hey, I love the bean. You ever been to the bean? Speaking of the bean. <laughs> Okay, well, we have to talk about the bean. <laughs> Let's talk about the okay. bean. So I've always thought that the bean in Chicago was kind of funny, right? Because it's just of course, like it's, it's a fucking it's bean. It's a bean. Yeah. It's a big bean, and everyone takes pictures in it. We finally get to the bean. It's just as funny in person as I thought it was going to be. It's just a big bean, but then it's really cool. I get it. 
Kind of. Do you? I got overexcited about the bean. I had to- Charlotte was like a toddler who <laughs> ate like a pixie stick and was fucking running around the bean, like trying to touch it at all the different parts. And then five minutes later was like sitting down on the ground in the middle of like the bean area and was just like, I need to rest for a minute. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's why you don't give toddler sugar. I really ran myself ragged for the bean. <laughs> um, we have a few questions from Twitter about it. Did the bean live up to its site? Yeah. It did. The bean lived up to its I loved the bean. Uh, Is the bean sports? Yes, I got exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say no, but sure. I mean, for most people, I don't think the bean is sports. I think for me, the bean just... That's fair. ...was sports. You took pictures of some people in front of the bean. (laughs) (laughs) People were like... These three tourists asked me to take a picture of them. And then one of them like gave me a high five, but just kept holding my hand. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, buddy. (sighs) Yikes. Um... Okay, another question about Chicago. Favorite building in Chicago architecturally? I know mine. Do you know yours? What's yours? The, um, starts with a W. Don't tell me. Um, the Wrigley building? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I love the Wrigley building. I feel building. like that might be mine. I need to think on it. It was It was truly, it was one of those things it's that beautiful. I looked at and I was just in awe. It's a beautiful building. Stunning. And they have a little walkway yeah. above it for in one part. Yeah. Really like that. Uh, Tribune Tower is beautiful. Yeah. Wrigley Field. Is that the gothic one with the gothic windows? Yeah, it's got We're those big, cool... Big architecture, guys. <laughs> we need to go back and do an architectural t- boat tour. We Those do. are the best. We thought about it. We did. We, we did. were we were very close to being <laughs> like, ah, fuck it. We're, we might miss our flight, but let's get on this boat. We were very close we were to very doing close. We probably could have. We definitely would have still made our flight. More well, on that later. More that, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Um, another question from Twitter. Um, I'm going to do these two about Chicago, and then we have one that isn't about Chicago, but we tossed in here anyway. Um, best places to eat in Chicago. I don't know. Jess, you well, take por- this one away. Por- por- Portillo's. But, I mean, there's so many good restaurants there. Al's Beef. Al's Beef. Oh, Gene and Jude's. Mm. That's another good hot dog place. Pizza. Best best deep dish. Lou Malnati's. Okay. Lou Malnati's. Where's that? They're all over the place. Mm. Yeah. Okay. You know. Um, other than the bean, what should one do in Chicago? I mean, obviously, an there's, architectural there's tour. There's so much to do. The boat tours. The architectural tours. Mm-hmm. Walk along the river. Go to a Rock Cubs along game. the lake. Go to a Cubs game. Go to a Bears game. Don't go to a Sox game. Don't go to a Sox game. Because it's... Why would you? It's going to be bad <laughs> I'm baseball. just kidding. Actually, the food there is pretty good. Kaminsky Park. I refuse to call no, it no. guaranteed rate field. <laughs> Kaminsky. Oh, Kaminsky. Right. We always... I know. Well, oh. I went to high school with Frank Kaminsky. Yeah. And then the park was named Kaminsky. And for some, I can't, I can't say the. I and then I've heard right. you tell me the story of the demolition derby night too many times, so I say Kaminsky also. Yeah, sorry, um, that's my bad. Okay, what food would you eat? This doesn't have to do with Chicago, but we're tossing it in here anyway. What food would you eat in a competitive eating contest if you had to choose? One? Could you do hot dogs, or would it ruin hot dogs? It would for ruin. You? I couldn't do hot dogs. It I'm, would ruin hot dogs. I think we would both do nachos. Oh, that's a really good one. Yeah. I was thinking um, perfect bars. <laughs> and then I was like, can you imagine eating more than so one much protein? Just like sitting so in much your protein. Um, they need to sponsor us. They Yeah. Perfect bar. Brandon, sponsors. get us a sponsor by, from per- perfect bar. Brandon. Uh, Got to make sure to get that on the budget. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Our mythical budget. <laughs> Remember, we don't have much on the budget. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Uh, no, nachos is a good one. I was also thinking weirdly like celery. Oh, what? That's weird. It's a yeah. lot of water. You're going to have to go to the bathroom. Pee. Yeah, but I didn't know if maybe that would But make... there's no calories. Right. Negative calories, right? So you just get hungrier. And then you just <laughs> you get really fit doing competitive. The negative eating. calorie thing and celery, that's actually a myth. There's Is no it? such thing as negative calories. I always wondered that. 
but a lot of girls in my all girls high school ate a lot of celery so if you're listening you can stop now <laughs> uh all right let's move on to agro facts let's do it I'm so excited our agro facts this week are about beans <laughs> oh, listen you know what charlotte what i really think your calling was a farming podcast and not a sports podcast i know like you're good at the sports stuff but i think <laughs> you might be better at the farming stuff i get so excited about it it's really you know why it's because it's very simple like all you have to <laughs> like no offense to farmers but the you the agriculture industry has really set it up for us where Anytime I've Googled an agriculture thing, there's been a very easy to read, simple, like K through 12 website that tells that's, me about the facts. That's super true. You know, if you're reading about the NFL draft, you have to, first of all, understand how the draft works. You have right. to understand who the players are. If you're reading about beans. Yeah. You well, know. Tell us about beans. Okay. Well, so um, <clears throat> dry, some great facts came from beaninstitute.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that like the art institute in Chicago, which is by the bean? Yeah. If you blended them, you get the bean institute. <laughs> yeah, but it's just facts about beans and not even very good ones. Okay. Um, dry beans grow best on well-drained soil because they are susceptible to moisture issues, including fungal diseases, <laughs> which is really gross. Um, growing kidney beans. Uh, okay. <laughs> growing kidney beans is a lot like growing any other garden vegetable. They don't tolerate much cold weather. Um, something interesting is kidney beans are harvested in dry form, which I don't understand what that means. I don't know if that means they wait for them to dry on the stock. Mm, I feel like you should have done some more research on that. Yeah, I feel like I'm letting you guys down. But that's because I got to this bean fact and I forgot about all the other bean facts because I got so excited. This is the one <laughs> oh, that blew my mind. A bean is a legume. A legume is not necessarily a bean. That doesn't really blow my mind. Really? Oh, this was Because like, a peanut is a legume, but a peanut's not a bean. Right. Right. <laughs> That's a good point. But I feel like my whole life I've just wondered what's the, I can't stop laughing. I wondered what's the difference between beans and legumes and then I looked it up. What's a green a green bean? Is a legume. Is a legume. And a bean. Yeah. But a peanut is a legume and not a bean. Hmm. Makes you think. <laughs> it's like geometry. It's like a parallelogram. A square is a parallelogram. A parallelogram isn't necessarily a square. I thought it was a square is a rectangle, but a <laughs> no, a rectangle can be a square, but a square can't. No, a square can be a rectangle. A square, but a rectangle isn't necessarily a square. Yes, there you go. Maybe we should incorporate geometry facts into oh, the God, I math. Can't it's hard. do that. Um. Yep, so that was the that was the agro facts. I think next week, week we we got a question this week that said thoughts on industrial corn ruining our health. And I think that will be a good uh investigative journey for next week's agro facts. Yeah, so. I feel great about that. So stay stay tuned for our thoughts on big corn. Coming to a sports podcast near you. Also fits in with the Illinois Chicago theme because there's a lot of corn there. It really does. And the draft, because you know, someone always says like he's a real corn fed boy <laughs> when like a big old lineman gets oh, drafted. <laughs> He's a real corn-fed boy. Right. You know, Mel Kuyper is just like, yeah, he's a real corn-fed boy. I've He totally says that all did, the time. Did they say that about, like, Quentin Nelson or something? Actually, yeah, probably. Like, I really feel like yeah, that's happened that's before. probably happened about Quentin Nelson. He is he's the a, definition of a corn-eater. He looks like... And that's a, not an insult. No. He's just mean, a... He's a good-looking, corn-fed boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a little light objectification tossed in there. Um, <clears throat> this week, our underrated thing is also beans. 
Beans are underrated. This was though. all Charlotte. This was I all got Charlotte. Got really carried away with the bean facts. But you agree with me. The I beans agree are because coffee beans, mm-hmm. those are technically beans, right? But they're not legumes. Not legumes. And also cocoa beans. Mm-hmm. And someone sent us something that said that cocoa beans, you're allowed to put. Let me let me just read this because I don't want to get it wrong. Please. It says on LiveScience.com. Mm-hmm. Cocoa beans can contain up to 10 milligrams of poop per pound. What? Yeah. Someone just tweeted that that at us. Where did Oscar it, Garcia. Just from like... Apparently the FDA allows you to have up to 10 milligrams <laughs> of fecal matter in... In your coffee. In cocoa. No, isn't that chocolate? Chocolate beans? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Right? I got confused for a second. Cocoa beans. Co- yeah. Co- cocaine. Cocaine. Is there uh, poop in from, cocaine? Like I'm from beans. Yeah. Cocaine comes from beans for sure. Yeah. I say very confidently, knowing exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, so yeah, beans are underrated. Coffee beans are the goat. I I have these uh, espresso beans at home, chocolate mm. covered espresso beans that I use to supplement my caffeine aller- uh, addiction. Um, so I when do you eat? When do you? I wake up. Them? First thing I do, go to the fridge, <laughs> pop a couple in my mouth. <laughs> then I'm like, okay, I can finally clear my head and think. And then I go work out, and then I go get my coffee. And well, then when I come home from work, I pop a few more, and I'm like, okay. Whew. That's really smart, Jess, because uh, as we've established, I can't make coffee until I've had coffee, which is a real catch-22. It is. So I should have, I should keep right. some coffee beans, and then I'll make my coffee with the mug underneath. My biggest problem is that I make coffee, and I don't have the mug underneath the yeah, coffee Yeah, and you maker. just dump coffee and all over your... And it just brews coffee out of my <laughs> counter, which no one wants. I cannot <coughs> believe that's happened to you more than once. Three times. We're at three times. Are I... you sure it wasn't four? Nope. I'm not sure it's four. <laughs> Pretty sure it was four. Pretty sure it was four times. Okay. Well, thank you for sticking with us through our bean talk. I'm really, I just, I'm really excited about this. And next on Is It Cancelled? Beans. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Is it cancelled? Is it cancelled? Beans. 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 Nope. They're not cancelled. So Danny Amendola has had a weird few days on Instagram. So he has an on-again, off-again relationship with Olivia Culpo, who is a model. Mm-hmm. And she was seen dancing with Zed at Coachella or something like that. And he's Zed is a DJ. He's a DJ. So Danny Amendola posted this very long Instagram post. It was a video of her making pancakes, and the caption. Uh, the caption was. A, you want to pick out a, like a novel? I'll pick out the be- three I'll of the best parts. A couple lines. Yeah. So this is all in the same in the same block of text. Block of text. Um. If you're my real friend, you know I'm private. My mother, brother, father, and nephew are closest to me in the world, and you don't see one picture of them, and that's for their protection from those who criticize and judge. Fast forward a little bit. Um, Fast forward a little bit. Uh, And then he goes on to talk about Olivia Culpo. We celebrated that as often as we could, and the sex was fucking crazy, too. So he goes from being private to talking about his sex life in the same block of text, and then goes on and says that... um, he living a public image isn't his choice. Uh, then goes on and does some more bullying against Olivia Culpo and says that he wants her to be happy. And if that means dancing with a scrawny little fuck, so be it. <laughs> I think referring to Zed. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't be laughing. At scrawny this. little fuck. Scrawny little fuck. He goes much. there. And then uh, he's like, carry on. And then he tags her. Yeah, so this, like, you go read this whole thing. It's it's kind of crazy. He also said in part of that that like she loves being public and he doesn't. Yeah, and, and which I and feel then the, also talked about their sex life exactly. And I feel like part of the irony of this is like, hey, yeah, you know, you did choose to be a public 
figure. Also, you're, um, you're, you're saying you're private while talking about very private things very publicly. So there's a lot of hypocrisy <laughs> going here, aside from all, like, if you want to talk about your sex life, maybe check, like, I don't think it's cool to talk about your sex life when you're calling someone out who is the right. person who has sex with you. Like, I, I, I feel like that's weird. So then he deleted it, naturally. Classic Someone, Danny. I wonder who called him and was like, you think it was his agent, maybe his manager, maybe like a head coach? Now Patricia's like, hey, dude. I'm going to go with agent or like a friend really close to him who's like, dude, this is blown up online already. It's a bad look. You got to delete it. Yeah, so he deleted it and posted another picture of him dancing and was like, I don't know, like, now that that's over, like, let's have, let's party or some dumb, like... And then he posted another picture of Kenny Chesney and um, I don't know who the other person is, some some country person. And it was like song lyrics. Like he, his Instagram, I think he just needs to delete his Instagram because A, when you have an Instagram where you're posting pictures of yourself like modeling and also with like your shirt off and also like, you know, with your NFL uniform on playing games, like you're asking to be a public figure. Like you... You are doing that. That's about as public as it gets, in my opinion. <laughs> You're also, also verified on Instagram. It's not like this is your private right. account that's locked and no one can follow you. You have uh, 649,000 followers. It's just wild that he can claim that you know she's the one who wanted to be public when his Instagram stories over the past few months have been like them together in you know they're on a hammock together. It's just like her at a pool, or and I'm like, buddy, you what like. Yeah. So, and I also think that he's just getting a little weird with it. And his Twitter has been very weird too. He just retweets um, mean. It's like an account called Meaningful Quotes or like Deep oh Quotes or something. He did like I don't know. He, he's just been retweeting those. So I think Danny needs to take a social media break. We're canceling. We're canceling his social media accounts. He needs a break. We're not canceling him as a person yet. No, we might. It may come to that. It, well, you know, we'll see. Jerry's out, uh, but he's got to get offline. <laughs> he needs to. He needs to get off. Danny's got to log off. <laughs> um. All right. Is it sports? We have yeah. an obvious one this week. Yeah. Someone uh, sent us a tweet about the Jeopardy guy, James Holtzhauer. Is that how you say it? Holt, James Holtzhauer. Holtz. Holt. Holzauer? Yeah. You, you know how I you know how I first heard about this Je- Jeopardy guy? No, how'd you hear about he him? He was in my local hometown newspaper because oh, apparently he went to high school in my hometown. Look at that. Yeah. So wow. Illinois' finest. Illinois' finest. He is breaking all the records on Jeopardy because he is a high stakes gambler and has this um wow. has this uh, like his own process for how to fuck up the other people on the show by like jumping around through categories apparently. Really? And like he knows how much to how much to bet on things to like maximize his earnings whoa so has he game theoried jeopardy ba- yeah basically he's like money balling jeopardy right yeah this there, nothing has ever been more sports than this so he's about to break ken jennings's record i think ken jennings holds the jeopardy record so. ken jennings better watch out because he's been making a real name for himself off of that one jeopardy record he holds what's going to happen if he loses it can he keep can he keep is riding a, that wave is there a jeopardy hall of fame Oh, that's an interesting If so, question. this James fellow belongs in it. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a big enough Jeopardy fan. I like Jeopardy. I watch it sometimes on Netflix when I'm bored. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm, I think like most people, I think I'm good at it. Yeah. I think I everyone think, thinks they're good at Jeopardy. No, Jess, I'm going to be honest. I think I know myself well enough to know that I'm not, that I'm not good at Jeopardy. They're, okay. they're just huge swaths of information where I see it and I'm like, that feels like math. So, oh yeah. I, well, that's know. valid. Yeah. Um, the math ones I wouldn't get either. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, so this is sports. I, I appreciate that someone asked us this, but I'm also like, 
obviously. obviously. Game shows are all sports. All yeah, sports. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Except for The Price is Right. Fuck that show. You don't like The Price is Right? I'm just kidding. That was just a joke. <laughs> I don't... I was like, why? I like, I like all shows. All game shows are fine. I re- I used to play the computer game version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh, I think I... Mm, that I was a I fun too. computer game. I know someone who won 50 grand on that show in college. Yeah. When they were in college? A Notre Dame person. Oh, well, that feels great. Man, I would love to win 50 grand. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you think it's taxed, though? I think you probably get down to like 42. Okay. That's very, <laughs> very precise. I don't know how taxes work. <laughs> I don't either. Um, Mike Trout fan club. <clears throat> yeah, so he Instagrammed a letter that... Sorry, not to cut you off. Unofficial, official Mike Trout fan club. Yes, thank you. Thank you. That was... That's no, important. that was necessary. Yeah. I'm really glad you cut me okay, off. Okay, you're welcome. Um, Wait, where did it go? Oh, here it is. Hold on, hold on. The Instagram... The- he Instagrammed a letter oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. a fan sent him. Mm-hmm. Her name's Anne. It said, Dear Mike Trout. She's a little kid. This is just for the record. Well, we assume she is because it's her handwriting's not that. She has like little kid handwriting, but she could be but like she 45. Could. You're you, right. you never really know. You're right. Sorry, I spoke too soon. Um, she said, Dear Mike Trout, when you play at the game, I'll have front row seats and you'll maybe see me. I'll be right in front of home plate. I drew you a picture. I hope you like it. I hope you can write me back. And P.S. Can you sign my hat? So he, and she drew a little picture of them together, and he posted it with a thumbs up and said, "Like thanks, Anne, or some sh- something cute." You know what I like about Mike Trout's social media is he loves capitalizing random words. I was about have to have you noticed? I that? was about to say that. Really? He said, "Thank you." All caps. Anne. Yes. Exclamation point. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. He does that for like multiple. Most of his thing is like, if I had to um, psychoanalyze Mike Trout's social media, it would be that. Um, Maybe not. That's not the right word. But he writes in normal caps, and then all of a sudden he goes into all caps, yes. and then he tosses in at least two emojis at the end, and he loves exclamation points. Uh, yes, he does. He also tweeted, um, "Hoping you're with your friends and family this all caps Easter. <laughs> happy Easter. Hashtag Happy Easter. Exclamation points. So yeah, that capital the capital thing yeah. is a thing. He also yeah. retweeted uh, pretzel something about pretzels. Yeah, are they a sponsor of his? Or? No, but I noticed that this pretzel. He retweeted a pretzel. I'm, I assume they're a sponsor. I'm not sure. But he it. retweeted it and it said, hashtag snackdivate kindness by treating yourself right. Grab a coupon and treat yourself to a all caps super pretzel, <laughs> soft pretzel. So maybe he's running the social account for super pretzel. Oh, wow. That would be amazing. Because of the capitalization thing. It yeah. seems uh, very on seems brand. Sus. I um, have to confess, I checked out um, his wife's Instagram. Mm. Her name is Jess. Oh. Jess Tara Trout. Oh. Or maybe it's Tara Jess Trout. I'm pretty sure it's Jess Tara Trout. but uh so i was looking at her instagram and it's lovely they seem to be you know very happy as everyone on instagram is um i found their wedding video oh the video okay you went back a ways no she doesn't post that often so it was like a one-year anniversary by the way here was our wedding video so i just copied the little url put it in vimeo it starts out driving down they got married in december and it starts out driving down a road with snow coming down which reminded me of mike trout's video of being stuck in a snowstorm driving through it narrating the weather that went viral a little while ago and i was like it's all coming together yeah so okay so he loves capitalization Mm -hmm. um for emphasis pretzels um and his wife wife yeah so we're learning so he's yeah he had the same haircut at his wedding too. It was beautiful. I have to His say. His haircut? Well, no, the wedding. Oh, I mean the haircut. <laughs> the haircut's whatever. The haircut but was the wedding too, was but really, the wedding yeah. was beautiful. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Um, our patriot of the week. Yeah. 
Delta Airlines. Specifically, all the people working at e- gate E11 <laughs> at Chicago O'Hare on Sunday night. Yeah, Charlotte and I got our flight delayed like an hour, and then we were like, we like snuck into the Delta Lounge in like, <laughs> I was wearing like workout clothes. Charlotte had a camo like fanny pack on. We and just, like weird every, shoes. It was a- Everyone there was in suits. We were not. <laughs> we were. I actually, I went to the bathroom while I was in there, and then I saw myself in the mirror, and I was like, <gasps> "Yeah, I was like, this isn't appropriate." We also were just talking, and everyone, no one else was talking. We're, ta- we're like doing sports media gossip, and everyone's just like silent. And we were laughing really. It was really bad, but great lounge, lots of good food. Love the lounge. Free drinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, um, we decided, kind of spur of the moment, we're like, let's try to get standby on one of the other flights because weirdly there were three flights leaving. All around the same time. Because of the delays, yeah. There to, was like a thunderstorm. Yeah. Right. So we were like, let's just fuck it. Let's. Yeah, let's give so it a shot. So we accidentally cut in line and got in on standby on another flight that was leaving earlier. And then we just like went to that gate and they were already boarding. And we were like, oh shit. So we just got in line to board and apparently they, they weren't actually like they were boarding like the priority people and we kind of just cut everyone else again. Well, it was funny cuz when we <laughs> when we got to the when we got to the gate, there was a line of people waiting to check in or to change their flights or something. Right. So I just I just like ducked in and showed the lady our ticket. I was like, "Do I have to wait in this line if this is what my ticket said?" And she was like, "No." And I was like, "Okay." We did not know what was going we on. We had no idea. We, we had no idea. We get in line and the uh the guy at the gate was like, "You don't have a ticket for this." He's flight. like, "You haven't we haven't cleared standby yet." And we were like, and "We're like, "Oh." Huh. And then, and he, then just he just let us in. let us on the plane, <laughs> and so we got on the plane, and then we sit down, and Jess is one seat in front of me, and I'm behind her, and we're like talking over. Yeah, the, the seat. guy next to me wanted to kill me. Right, but then no one sat next to me, so Jess came and sat next to me, and the yeah. flight Jess was like, "Can I sit here?" And the flight attendant was like, "Sure, sure, I don't give a fuck." He literally shrugged and just goes, "Sure." The best part about it, this sounds like a pretty normal trip, which like it wasn't anything crazy, but the best part was that we each brought on three bags, <laughs> and they did not say anything. <laughs> I had a like. 40 pound camera bag a rolling suitcase like a big rolling suitcase barely closed and a huge purse with my Nikon DSLR camera which is like a six pound camera yep. and they were just like sure and I had like my normal bag my work bag with two computers because I had your computer because it wouldn't fit and then I had, had a ton of a shit. huge fanny pack here's a here okay for everyone out there you know I love fanny packs one of the key reasons why is when you're traveling you strap that bad boy to your waist no one stops you you can take three bags onto a plane it is a travel hack highly recommend well there you go so delta's our mvp uh no sorry patriot of the week, patriot of pa- the week. our mvp oh VP also of the week. kate wait kate kate my the flight attendant oh yeah and then the when flight I, attendant i asked yeah. if they had cookies and she said not on this flight and she said i'll go look for you and she came back with four packages of the biscoff cookies for me and then you stepped on them <laughs> well <laughs> i crushed them all yeah. <laughs> under your giant feet yeah i'm just kidding no i do have big feet <laughs> <laughs> anyways we had a like a very pleasant travel experience and i feel mm-hmm. like those are rare these days yeah you hear a lot of sports writers complaining about their travel uh, problems and despite the fact that our plane that we flew standby on only landed 15 minutes earlier we were than so- the one we were ticketed on we were so grateful for the opportunity <laughs> we were so proud we were like oh yeah we got into an earlier flight and then we were just 15 minutes early but we still anyway. landed at 1 a.m like, it was so <laughs> it late was- it's still really late. <laughs> um, Good times. Okay, so before we leave you guys, um, Game of Thrones, as always, just watched it. I didn't. Yeah. Um, here are my two um, theories based on Twitter and what I can like see that everyone has been doing. I sent myself an email. It says um, from me, MVP, here's the body of the email, from Charlotte to Charlotte, Arya had sex, 
the tall blonde lady had sex question mark a battle is coming a giant drank breast milk yeah you're almost you're you're close okay aria had sex with gendry and people were freaking out because she why was is that like, weird is that weird well when the show started she was like 12 and i think people oh. are like still think of her as like a 12 year old and not as a 21 year old mm-hmm. actress which is what she is in real life mm-hmm. and so people were like ew like gross she's having sex mm-hmm. but it's like no, like she's a grown up now. Like she can do that. Also, you in know the what show, this reminds me of what one of those like you know the last time LeBron missed the playoffs. It's like this is how time works. You guys, right, she grew up. She grew we up. all grew up. We're all eight years older. She is also eight years older. Wild how that happens. Right. In Showtime, though, I'm not sure how old she's supposed right. to be. <laughs> well, I, people who were weirded out by this weren't weirded out when Marjorie had sex with Tommen, who was like the 14 year old. Oh, I think he was like 14 and or like maybe younger in the books but in britain you have to have your character's age be 16 for them to consent to have sex like not the actual age of the actor actress on a tv show yeah you like you can't right i've read this somewhere so anyways tommen was 16 and marjorie was like 20 something i don't know like 18 20 18 20 19 whatever but they had sex and i thought that was a lot weirder because he he was like he was like a little boy who had a little cat named sir pounce like he's like a little boy is he dead now oh he's very dead. He's very dead. Oh, okay. We should say also spoilers. <laughs> spoiler yeah. alert. That's why we put this at the end. Um. Anywho, uh, yes, Brian didn't have sex, but she didn't. Tormund, the guy who drank the giant milk, the yeah. breast milk. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, people kept talking. People, people, people were, loved a lot of memes to talk about the that. giant titties. Ew. Yeah. Well. But they didn't have sex. But Tormund wanted to have sex with her. But then Jamie, who was like the hot, like I know, hot, I know. Oh, I know Jamie. Uh, he made her a knight, which was so, it was so, you would have oh. loved it because she's like always wanted to be a knight, but she can't cause she's a woman and they're like, we're all going to die tomorrow. Fuck it. Let's like, let's just make you, you a knight. So then yes. Jamie made her a knight and they were like, sir, Brian, like that's what's up. You rock. Yeah. You're a sir. And and then John told Danny that he was actually her nephew. And oh, instead did, of being oh, wait, like, really? What happened? Instead of being like, oh my God, I had sex with my nephew. Yeah. She was like, you have a claim to the throne now. And I was like, uh, uh, like bearing the lead. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. Right. I mean, I get it. They're like the same age. So I guess the gross out factor may like, you know, it's not like you had a sex with your nephew who's like. 18 and you're 35 but then just, I, guess. I just like think of it in terms of cousins where i'm like that would still be it's gross worse it's than, even worse yeah it's just but horrifying. you know i think that the reason people are so fine with it is because they know they're actors and they're like these are both two hot actors they're not actually odd well, and uncle cersei and jamie had sex a lot and they're supposed to be twins and people were still pretty weirded out by it it's all weird man i'm gonna be honest the incest thing in Game of Thrones. The show. I don't really get it. It's a weird show. It's wild that this is the one. That Brandon's like Brandon's, Brandon's not just shaking his happy. head. Brandon's not. Brandon, you watch Game of Thrones? No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, right. I I thought I didn't like the episode, but then I when I rewatched it mm-hmm. last night, I was like, okay, I actually like this episode. Oh really? Yeah. What changed? I don't know. I just I felt like everyone every character got a goodbye because I think they're all going to die next week. Like Sunday is going to be. A bloodbath. Can I watch next week, or do we need to keep going? You, you're welcome to do whatever. I really kind of want to watch next week. Yeah. So there's a battle scene next week, the big battle of Winterfell, and that's the one that. Um, yeah. So Rebecca Jennings at Vox wrote the story uh-huh. that like battle scenes actually suck, and I to an extent agree with that take because sometimes battle scenes are just montages of like horses dying. Yes. And like you don't know who is who because it's dark and they're all wearing like the same blended color of armor. Yeah. And it can be kind of boring. The, a good battle scene, though, is when Legolas slides down the... Oh, the um, Helm's Deep. Yeah. yeah, what was the... The what, staircase. Yeah. 
He's like, yeah. I love that. Well, so, so I, there's this video on YouTube. Um, this is going on on a tangent for a second, but there's this video on YouTube about why the Battle of Helm's Deep is so good and it's because there's like 24 different scenes within the scene and the entire scene like the entire battle has like a beginning middle and end exactly there's a narrative arc to that battle so i like that i I agree with rebecca that i don't like battles that are just carnage right because it's just clashing swords for like 15 minutes and you're like are we done with this yet but i do think do you think they'll do a good job with i think i have faith Okay. I think there's going to be a twist. There's definitely like there's all these theories going around. There's going to be some some kind of twist. I don't know what it's going to be, but so after the battle episode, there are three more episodes left. Yeah, it's a six episode season. Yeah, yes, I'm interested. But now there are people that are like, oh, there's a secret seventh episode, and HBO is like hasn't told us about because they don't want people to know about it. I'm like, I don't think that. I feel like that's not that's- how. It's- TV's gonna right. play. I, like, I, I mean, they and it's technically Maybe. they can probably do whatever they want because they don't sell ads. But right. like, I don't. I feel like that would be hard to keep secret. <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. All right. Well, I might watch next week mostly because I'll just feel so left out. Watching well, and you're already left out because of the Avengers Endgame. Oh, thing happening. Okay, I think I'm gonna go see it, Jess. You have you seen any of the? Yes, I've seen. Black, Wait, really? I've seen Black Panther. Oh, okay. I, I realized that I was today this morning as I was <laughs> today this morning as I was thinking about Avengers Endgame. I realized I've seen Captain America: Civil War. I've seen some of the Iron Man movies. I've seen Black Panther. See, dude. I've seen yeah. Thor. Do you see Infinity Wars? No. Okay, that's well, a that's... He, today I learned that Thanos is a guy who killed everybody. He killed half of the people and, like, vaporized half the Avengers. Can I tell you something really embarrassing? What? I got Theranos and Thanos confused for a really long time. You're probably not the only one. Just throwing that out there. I was like, why is Elizabeth Holmes involved in the <laughs> Avengers? Um, but, yeah, I think I'm going to go see it because it looked pretty cool and I've people say the, they love it have you heard the theory that ant-man kills thanos by crawling up his butt and then <laughs> yeah. expanding like inside of him and like blowing him up from the inside i heard that and i was laughing so hard thinking about it honestly it could happen if that's how the movie ends i i, I will have i will ha- i will go see do it. you want to do you want to come see avengers endgame with me just as an outsider who's never seen it before, it might be good for content, honestly. And also... But it's the same night as the NFL draft, so... Oh, no. I'm not talking about on opening night. Okay. I, we can go see it after it comes out. I'm not... Please. Okay. You're, but <laughs> the problem with seeing that movie is that that's three hours I won't be able to like aimlessly scroll through Instagram or Twitter, so... Ooh. I don't know if I can make that sound. How to, how to know when you're truly addicted. Jen <laughs> Yeet problems. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's our show. We didn't have our special guest, but we're going to try for next week. Yeah. We, we have Stay a, tuned. We have an Ask a Youth we need to get to the bottom of. We need to run by a pal of ours. Um, if you want to watch our draft show, mm-hmm. it's going to be on YouTube, SI, uh, Twitter, all over the place tomorrow night. We're going to be at Triona's on Sullivan Come Street. Come to Triona's. Um, drink with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, drink with me. <laughs> Two days. What is that from? Play Miz. Anyways, um, and it's also either Les Mis, Lord of the Rings, or Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. Sometimes Hamilton. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, we would love to see you there. I think it's gonna be really fun, and you'll have your 15 minutes of fame on our draft show. Yeah, and um, follow our Instagram and our Twitter, mm-hmm. and uh, tweet at us. We'll get to more questions next week. We got some good ones that we didn't get to today. Yep. And um, let's meet this week. 